Hello, and welcome to The Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm joined today, as always, by Allegra Frank. Hello. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Ashley O. Hello. Let's get started with the lightning round. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really warming you up today. Ah, Both of right. you guys were shocked. <laughs> Why are you shocked? It's I know. like we never talk about the format that the show's going to be in. <laughs> I just, like, purposely forget it so I can act surprised. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you for that. It's mm. flattering to me. So our first question is, which is better, thick Pikachu or skinny legend Pikachu? Skinny legend? What's skinny legend? I have no idea what that Pikachu is. I was hoping that one of you would know. This question is from Spaceman Spiff. Is it like a Slender Man? I mean, obviously, thick Pikachu is better. Thick everything is better. The original Pikachu. Oh, you know what? Pikachu has slimmed. Oh, yeah, because the original. But I I wouldn't call that skinny legend Pikachu. That's just like standard Pikachu now. Maybe what's, I should Google this. What's yeah. standard? P- Isn't Pikachu kind of always like a little? It used to be like he used to be chubby, and now yeah. he's like slimmed down. He's been on like Weight Watchers or something. Why? I don't know. Thick, Thick Pikachu is stressed so better. Thick Pikachu is great. Yes, I maybe agree. he is stressed. I mean, he's been part of this franchise for so long. He's probably worried about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ash still has not won anything. Never won. So that's true. In all of his 10 years of life, in mm-hmm. his 25 years of life, he's never won anything. <laughs> the 35-year-old, t- 10-year-old. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm looking at pictures of Pikachu right now, and I'm going to describe them. So Pikachu 1998 is very, like, he would be on the Round Animals Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Pikachu 2010, the profile has changed. Mm-hmm. He has slimmed. He has gotten taller, and he has decreased in width. That's and that's doing. a real shame. The new one is better at wearing backwards hats, which I've seen a lot of. <laughs> he is very is he? good at that. He's okay, this is not a lightning hats. round again. No, wow, wow. It's Next not. question. Thick Pikachu. <laughs> Thick Pikachu for sure. This is from Kurt Bongagut, our, our best friend Kurt Bongagut. Uh, which boy brand archetype are you? Oh, Lord. The sensitive one, the bad boy, the baritone who doesn't get a lot of lead vocals, etc. <laughs> This is good because we were just talking about Justin Timberlake. We spent about 20 minutes talking about Justin Timberlake yes. at length. Uh, and he was the hot one, right? Yes. Did yeah. he have any skills? He, he was, was a, the hot one. He was hot. He was great at singing and he was great at dancing. Yeah. He had all the skills. Okay, he was the dancer. Okay, Chelsea, what would your boy band archetype be? I'd be like the one who's trying to break into an acting role but failing. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I love man. it. Like Joey Fatone. Yeah, no, definitely. Or Lance Bass. Ooh. Kind of. I'm like, I'm I'm going for the acting role, but I'll probably end up hosting a reality show. Mm. All right. Allegra. I'm like the baby, you know? Oh, yeah. You are Baby Spice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ashley. What do you think I would be? I think. (sighs) Oh, God. (laughs) I know that. I don't know why I think you're you're the bad boy. I think you are the bad boy. Yeah. You're. You're definitely the Oh, because the only thing that I was going to say is, like, I couldn't think of one for the, a current boy band. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking, like, I would be the boy band member where, like, 10 years later, they're just going to show, like, a shot of me leaving rehab. Like, whoa. <laughs> You're still and then, and, then, and then I'm going to come back with, a, a like, a, I'll star in a sitcom. And everyone, like, oh, good for her. She's back on her feet. But you're still wearing those puka shell necklaces. From- no! <laughs> yes, that bad eyebrow piercing. So oh, the eyebrows. <laughs> I think I would be tips unfrosted. Yes. <laughs> oh. I don't know what I I feel like I would be like a boring one. No, you would no. be there's always like a like a prankster one. A prankster one? Like the no. Fun, goofy the one. Fun uh, the clown? One. Is that what you're saying, <laughs> Ashley? I think 
You're you calling me a clown. Your words. You're the one up for like the physical hijinks oh, no, who like slides one. in the middle the of school. Yeah, you're the one. The goofy one. You yeah. got to be on punk. I want to be Posh Spice, but instead I'm Flint Rasmus in the rodeo. Clown. I was also <laughs> my favorite Spice Girl. I was girl. thinking you could be Victoria Beckham, actually. Thank you for thinking yeah. that. Good kick. Like, good kicking abilities. Good kick. High kicks. Next question. Uh, does anyone still play HQ? I just started playing it. I've been meaning to play it, but I haven't gotten the chance. It's fun. I don't play it anymore. I'm sorry. I, it's finally on Android. Uh, it's very lo-fi. I started playing it. I have a high score of five questions. How Does it still get like 700,000 players when you... Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, lots of other people are still playing HQ. Just mm -hmm. All right. All right. All right. All right. Next question. Oh, that was from Ed Hunsinger, by the way. This is from Crunchleaf. Uh, my power is out, but I can still play my Switch... For hours. If my house is blown away, is it poetic to play Breath of the Wild into that good night? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, my sure. friend. Yes. yes. Honestly, that's that's how I dissociate on the subway. I was on the subway yesterday. I was riding on my way home and a man started brushing his hair next to me and just like liberally coating me in his hair and his dandruff. And oh I just my, yo, sat there yo, this playing is Breath of me. the Wild. I'm sorry. I, I took a very long shower when I got home. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just sitting there holding my switch and kind of just like looking oh over and just watching I was like uh, I don't know. I'm wearing a very thick winter coat Stop. it's gonna be okay oh. honestly strangers hair and like hair away from bodies is like one of the things that gives it's me a problem yeah for me nope I'm I'm sorry welcome to the polygon show we love to talk about horrible hair. bodily bodily things strangers. that happen to us all right, next question. That went to some dark places. Uh, Atlanta's Mashers asks, where do y'all fall on the McDonald's car alignment chart? Uh, I'm the one who says we have food at home. Mm -hmm. Chelsea. McDonald's, 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 McDonald's. Ovs. Yeah. Uh, I'm the black coffee. I think I'm also black coffee. Like, it depends on how much I hate the kids that day, I guess. Wait. <laughs> but the chicken nuggets, though. I was thinking you'd be McDonald's, McDonald's, it's true. McDonald's. Yeah. I, I do actually. I do feel like that. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. I'm, I'm black coffee. I, I, I'm driving the car. I'm pretty f like firmly yeah. between those two. But mm. yeah, I'm the one in the back seat who's like, God, why am I here with you guys? Take me home. We have nuts at home. <laughs> we have <laughs> nuts and, and, and one apple. And what? Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> All right, let's do. Uh, let's talk about what we are playing this week, and we're gonna mix this segment up a bit this week. We're gonna talk about stuff that we're playing and also stuff that we've been watching. But we are going to start by talking to Allegra about Metal Gear Solid Two. Oh boy, yes, which you have been playing. Oh, oh, it's so good. Okay, so shout out to former Polygon intern Thomas, who uh, I lent him. I own like every Metal Gear Solid game except for Ground Zeroes because I played Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes on Chris mm -hmm. Grant's recommendation and he lended it to me and it is one of my favorite games ever. So I was like, yo, I gotta play Metal Gear Solid 2. Bought the HD collection, lent it to Thomas. He likes to pretend he owns it now. So then I went to his house so I could play the game that I own. Anyway, um, it is so good. I honestly think it's better than Twin Snakes. It has very similar mechanics, but instead, I mean, this is a freaking old game, so it's not, not a spoiler, but you start the beginning of the game with um, Solid Snake again. He's back. He's doing his backflips. He has a really nice butt. He's hot. He's great. But then he dies. And then you cut to two years later. And because he's dead. We're verbalizing. You are making huge I'm making air, air quotes. quotes. Yes. Air quotes. Only with one hand. With Because I'm sitting on the other one. Both <laughs> hands now. Air quotes. Get that hot hand he out here. He is dead. 
<laughs> Thank you. It is warm. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to hold it, it is very warm now. My uh, hot hand water. So I'm, anyway. I'm going to pass. <laughs> anyway, so Raiden, oh, beautiful, beautiful, hot man Raiden. He has beautiful, long blonde hair. He has a great butt. But he's not so good at the stealth thing. He has no field experience. He's only done like these VR training missions. But now it's his first real mission. So he's beautiful and useless just like he's me. He's beautiful and useless just like me. I'm going to say me, not okay, you. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like it, I wrote a thing about it today. It's just sort of like a weird coming of age story as opposed to this like wish fulfillment action movie that mm-hmm. the um, first Metal Gear Solid is because he's sort of learning the ropes to become more like Solid Snake. He doesn't start out. I'm still thinking about hot as, hand water. Do you want to raise my hand? It is warm. No, it's not. Okay. Well, I am actually dead inside. You're right. So uh, yeah, it's an excellent, excellent game. Yes. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, God, the story is just wacky and beautiful and gripping and everyone who thinks that Hideo Kojima is just like nutso and all of his stuff is inscrutable is wrong. Metal Gear Solid is just so fascinating and beautifully done. Girl, he he is and he is, but it's, it's a blessing. It is perfectly what he is and who he should be. And I love Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2 is just reaffirming that for me. So my experience with Kojima's work has been salivating over the Death Stranding trailer Play. Ashley, are you still dying? <laughs> <laughs> just ignore me. Hot hands. Okay. I wish I had any <laughs> tissues in here okay. for you, you but need I don't. You need to send Ashley to like the quiet corner. <laughs> no, she's being very quiet. She's just <laughs> sobbing over hot hand water. Um, it's okay. <laughs> it was a good joke. We've all been there. <laughs> Thank you. Ashley does need tissues. Um, so de- salivating over Maz Mickelson, the Death Stranding trailer, playing PT and mm-hmm. uh, drinking whiskey out of the bottle and being very scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then watching the scenes from Middle Gear Solid 5 where Quiet dances in the rain and it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. So my, my Kojima experience mm-hmm. is functionally non-existent. How representative is Middle Gear Solid 2 of my experience as an outsider, which you also so recently were? Yeah, so I think that the first, so basically like Legend says that, or he probably actually straight up said it, he didn't really want to keep making them after the third one. And I think that's pretty clear because from four on, it just gets like extremely ludicrous. Like that's the Kojima style we tend to think of. I mean, Metal Gear Solid's one through three aren't like conventional in any sense. Like there's still Psycho Mantis. The first boss in uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 is named Fat Man, which is one word, Fetchman. Uh, and it's wild and fun. But um, I think after three, it really took a turn for like the absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's just like really leaning into it. So Metal Gear Solid Lean one, in, Kojima. He's leaning Lean in. in. Lean in like a... Just like Sheryl Sandberg. Sheryl Sandberg. That's Kojima read that book. He was like, mm-hmm. I can live my dreams. I can live my truth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his dreams and truth is having dinner with Mads Mickelson like all the time. He is I living mean, his truth. I know. Yeah, he's, dog. Yeah. He's do- no, he's he living was like, a very I'm, enviable life right now. He is. He's friends with Guillermo del Toro. And he's dating Norman Mads Reedus. Mickelson. Yeah. Huh. Which is incredible. And, and yeah. he even cosplays like Naruto for Kojima. It's like really sweet. Mass Mickelson cosplays Naruto? No, it was what? a joke. It was from that tweet. Like, oh, oh my God. You, yeah, oh, I thought oh, they yeah. actually. <laughs> I was just like, that Mads is, is dressed like. Such a specific <laughs> intersection of my interests <laughs> that I was very upset for a second. Okay. Okay. 
You so you recommend this. TLDR, it is a freaking fantastic game. I'm playing it on PS3. If y'all have one still, you should play it. Oh no. Is there no other way to play it? Uh no, sadly the HD collection is I mean, I maybe there's like a port for PS3. I mean, it's a, it's or a PS2 Vita. game that they remastered for PS3. Yeah. It's not. So it's not on anything else, and I doubt it will ever be because of Konami problems. Yeah, their problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's a downer note to end on. All right, well. We are going to revisit something that uh, we talked about two weeks ago on our Snow Day episode. Uh, I talked extensively, just like for quite a long time, about how I wanted a Dinotopia MMO. And somehow, in the many, many minutes that I spent talking about this, you were all kind of going, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And nobody ever mentioned that they had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. (laughs) It's self-explanatory. It's not! (laughs) It's it's a... I mean, I really thought it was like Land of the Lost. Same. I was thinking I was Land like, of okay, the Lost. Land, it's I was Lost. quiet because I know what Dinotopia is. Because well, I cornered me. you one day and I sat you down and I said, Allegra, we were walking ready for the gospel in Chicago <laughs> to the same place. And it's not like I could split off. We were going to the museum. Oh, no. And I mean, I enjoyed it, but I literally had no Oh, choice. we were going to go see the dinosaurs in the museum and then they were expensive. And then I probably yeah. said, you know where you can go for free to see dinosaurs? Dinotopia. It's the magical island of Dinotopia. So Dinotopia is a book series. It started as a book series. You might know it from a very bad TV movie that came out when I was in grade school. Book series by James Gurney about this island where uh, dinosaurs are still alive and humans and dinosaurs coexist. And the only way to get there is basically to be shipwrecked. There's reefs all around the island, so ships crash there all the time. And the first three, like these beautiful illustrated books, cover uh, the story of a father and son who get shipwrecked and kind of get stranded there. And it's so good. And the thing that I think makes it so special is that, um, so what's up behind me on the screen right now, if you're listening to this audio only, is this gorgeous, like, oil painting of this beautiful multicultural paradise where dinosaurs are wearing cool jewelry and, uh, like, living in harmony with humans. And that's basically what the whole thing is about. And the books, like, they're going around the island and you get these detailed looks at the different cultures of these different towns. Like, there's a town called Treetop Town where everyone lives in treehouses and the kids, like, slide down Brachiosaurus necks for fun, which is my dream come true. And he does these cool cross-sections of of like say there's a hatchery or something he'll do this gorgeous detailed cross section of the building showing like the different parts and how the hatchery functions it, it was basically like crack for my kid mind who like loved imagining being in that world and living with dinosaurs which i still uh am, i'm very pro living with dinosaurs because if you i don't subscribe to the jurassic park philosophy of they'll kill us all i think that they are intelligent beautiful creatures who we can learn to communicate with because they've developed a written language based on footprints. Do you subscribe to like the living in dinosaurs kind of way in the like the ABC sitcom Dinosaurs Dinosaurs? Oh, I love that show. No. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Are you feeling like dinosaurs? You wait, are not wait jokes. Have you seen <laughs> extremely scary? Do you guys remember this movie, the animated movie Dinosaurs They're Back or something? No. Yes. That movie freaked me out. I really liked that movie. It's scary. You I mean, like it, man. I love dinosaurs. <laughs> it seems like there was a that this like our well, I'd say zombies are a little over, except nobody's told The Walking Dead, but like the 90s zombies were dinosaurs and that like we Ooh. existed with so much dinosaur pop culture 
that yeah, yeah, was, we did. ended up being killed by ABC's dinosaurs. The dinosaurs were killed again. Maybe killed by Dinotopia, the show. Now, the interesting thing about this, uh, and I think it, it go, maybe goes to show how obscure these games were. I learned this week when I was Googling pictures to put up here that there are Dinotopia video games. They made like some PC adventure games back in, I think, the late 90s or early 2000s. And nobody tweeted at me to tell me that, which I basically take to mean that nobody knows about them at all, uh, which is kind of wild because usually when you say something that's deeply wrong, somebody will immediately enlighten you to that fact. Um, The reason I think Dinotopia would make a great game is because the entire world is based on this society that's very peaceful. Like there's no – everyone is vegetarian. There's no – Killing, except in the rainy basin where the T-Rexes live. I'm spiraling. Um, So I I think that's why I think it would make a good MMO because there's so much exploration and so much cultural diversity within the island of Dinotopia. But there's no combat, which is... There's no combat in Stardew Valley. It's still fucking fun. But that's not an MMO. (laughs) But the fun parts of Zelda, which is also not an MMO, but which is very large are like hunting and gathering, hunting, no hunting, there's no hunting (laughs) because the dinosaurs are intelligent, like gathering things and exploring and solving puzzles and stuff. So there's lots of puzzles in Dinotopia because there are also dinosaur robots and submarines, which I will not even get into. So it's like the puzzles of, (laughs) let's let's workshop this game. Let's, it's got the puzzles of mist. Puzzles of Mist and, and the, like the, the shrine, Zelda the, shrine, Zelda shrine, the magic, and then some Zelda cooking, Zelda cooking and resource gathering, um, Stardew Valley farming, and um, uh, yeah, it would be perfect. It'd be perfect. Tweet me your ideas for a Dinotopia MMO, <laughs> and of course, you can tweet your questions to uh, hashtag Polygon Show, and we'll get to those after the show is over on Twitter. Okay, 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 Ashley. We're going to talk about what you've been watching because you accidentally started watching The Crown. I this uh, is true. I accidentally got really into The Crown. Um, I was. It's a good crown. That's it's a, good, nice it's crown. a really nice crown. Oh shit! It's huge. It's, <laughs> it, it looks heavy. Yeah. Um, How do you wear heavy? That? Heavy I as mean, the you, head that wears you the know, crown. Hmm. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sure. Tell me about it. Uh, I was actually folding laundry and cleaning my room and I just wanted something in the background just as like background noise. So I just I like I had Netflix up. So I was like, fine, like this seems like a very good neutral ground. It's probably not going to be too loud, too distracting. The beige of Netflix shows. Yeah. And then I can just like look over and it'll be fine, Mm-mm. which it was. And then I don't know. I also like it was dumb of me as well to think that because I really do like that period quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know anything about England post World War One. That's when it was. And then this show goes, at least through the second season, they have two seasons now. Uh, They go, like, sort of up till um, the 50s after Mm -hmm. World War II. And then how, like, Queen Elizabeth is, like, kind of getting on without Churchill. So what, what, like, grabbed you? What was the initial thing that made you stop doing whatever the fuck you were laundrying and sit and go, (laughs) huh? I think I want um, that crown. Honestly, the the acting is very very good. So the uh-huh. her husband is played by uh, Philip is played by oh he was like uh, Matt Doctor Who. Oh yeah, Matt Matt uh, Matt Smith Smith oh. Smith Matt Smith. Sure, 
Oh. Doctor Who. Um, yes. But they're really good. And I think what got me was uh, the first episode was very much uh, centering on her, like, right before it was announced that she had to be queen. So it's, like, her trying to live her, like, life, basically. And then all of a sudden, her dad, who was... King George, if you watched The King's Speech, which is a very good movie, uh, he is, that's her dad. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. Mm. I love the Spoiler hand alert. gestures, you guys. Spoiler alert, he <laughs> dies. King George dies. So he oh dies. God. And she's lying she's just all like, over again. She has no sons. She's the, mm-hmm. she's the eldest. And so she has to do it. Um, and I gotta think, wear that crown. I think it's just like a combination of everything. Like the production value of this is extremely, extremely good. Like it's a very good time period piece if you're into that, which I am. Um, and then like, I don't know, it just like got on to other stuff like her her sister, Princess Margaret. I didn't know anything about either. She's, and it, oh, her life is so fucking shit. sad, dude. It's sad as fuck and it's like scandalous, but also really sad. So I, it, to answer your question, this, it, it yes. was the super sad thing that got me where I was like, what the fuck? I was like, mm-hmm. that's not right. And then that's when I was mm-hmm. glued to it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch, uh, there's a movie called a royal night out or something like that. And it's about Elizabeth and Margaret on the, like the day armistice was it armistice day. That's the end of world war two. I think that's world war one. I'm not sure. It's basically the end of world war two. And they scheme their way out of Buckingham palace to go party in London or it's Margaret who does that. Elizabeth is like, ah, I don't want to, but she gets kind of dragged along. It's really cute. And I had to stop watching it because I was afraid it was going to make me cry about world war two, but it sure didn't uh, that was all in my head mm-hmm. it seemed like a really cute movie about the two sisters kind of have it, experiencing what it was like to not be princesses for a night yeah i mean that sounds super cute actually you watch it. it's I on netflix see it. um th- there this this series is obviously kind of serious it is a little mm-hmm. bit somber i mean i think i only knew enough about churchill based on what i was taught in high school which is like you know, I were brushed with World War Two, World War, you know, one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking at life in England in Ooh. the nineteen fifties. Maybe I'll put it off. Into the sixties when shit started getting real and then her and then Margaret was like, I'm just gonna fucking do this. And everyone's like, Oh my god, you can't do that. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, I can't. And then they yeah, fucking ruined her life. And then and then and then yeah. Not her, spoilers for fucking spoilers. History. She's dead spoilers also. For I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah. You this week finished, you beat Persona 4. I did. And now what are you doing with your life Uh-oh. in your post-Persona? Wait, what's going on? It's not post-Persona is what you what, What's the next slide? I don't actually. You said that you're watching the Persona 4 anime. Help I... me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your exact. I don't know how to oh Just a picture of very sad Teddy. Very it's, sad. Is that a real Teddy? Chelsea. Chelsea said very sad, and now oh. I cannot speak to That's her. Teddy. Very, okay, Teddy uses bear puns. I that doesn't mean Teddy. that you have to. Oh, my God. We God. just talked about my resolution to not hear bad puns anymore. I'm, I'm sorry that this is unbearable for you. Okay, do, you want me to push, do you want me to push pause on this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Double header. I, okay. Whatever I was going to say is not important because I have to kick Chelsea's ass right now. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. fuck you up. <laughs> Carry on and tell us about the the okay. nightmare that you're living. No, I love it. Because you you played Persona Five, and now, then you played Persona Four, and now you're watching not, a fucking anime. I'm watching the anime version of Persona Four. Not it's 
bef- it, it came out before Persona 4 Golden, but it is like a direct adaptation of the story, but it's extremely cute because they got all of the American voice actors to reprise their roles. So the voice acting is extremely good. And it's really interesting to see how they kind of interpret video game ideas because it's like Persona is a game about grinding through dungeons and also social links. But they like interpret them in some, some very weird ways. Like where you're like, oh, they just like kind of brush through this, this combat and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's really interesting and, and fun. And it's just been something that I've been putting on in the evenings when I'm like, I'm so tired. How long is it? Uh, I think it's like twenty episodes that are thirty minutes each. They're not. It's not super long. Not bad. Wait, does that cover yeah. the like the plot of the whole game? Whole game. Yeah, it doesn't have the new stuff from Golden, but it's it's like very fun and lighthearted. Hmm. You get to hear Troy Baker being adorable. Oh, you're watching the dub. She just said she was watching the dub. I I don't hear that. You were trying not to hear any more I puns. didn't hear that. I was it's actually resolution. I, I have to admit I was tuning it out because I was still focusing on the double whammy of puns and how upset I was. So right. here's you what I think forever. you're upset about is that uh, you complained incessantly about the little drummer boy game because you said <laughs> nobody could possibly win because you can't control when you hear the little drummer boy. And now you've made a resolution to not hear fucking puns. You are living a hypocritical life. You've yeah. taken a hypocritic I oath. I forgot about the little cover. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh my god. I Why are you know. watching the dub though? Because I just said it's like an incredibly good dub because it uses the English. Yeah, but I bet the original Japanese language audio track is better. She's putting it on in the background. She's listening. She doesn't know Japanese. She just said she's tired. If you're tired, yeah. you're tired. I missed all of this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and wow. Also, I mean. I'm just saying that, like, you, because I played 100 hours of the game, I already, like, associated these voices mm-hmm. with these mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. and they do a freaking good job. Like, okay. They are good. I I'm, do like yeah. the English cast. The English cast. Ke- Teddy is a great voice actor. Teddy is a bad Troy everything. Baker. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I'm scared. <laughs> wow. To- Troy Baker is a great voice actor, and hearing him do kanji is so enjoyable, and, like, mm-hmm. all of the voice cast is great. The end. You haven't played four yet, right? No, Ashley? not yet. I would really, really like to. I should, I'm like two reasons working on selling Ashley so hard on playing well, four. I'm I will lend you my Vita. Yes. And then you can play Tearaway. Only if you promise to play Tearaway first. Because I have only... Tearaway on my PS4. Oh, that's kind of a conundrum. Because I really like what they added on PS4, but it's also really special on Vita. It's but we'll talk about it <laughs> in a different episode because <laughs> okay. it's not on our schedule. Nope. And we've talked about it on the show before. We've talked about it on the show so many times. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I am watching the anime. It was really cute. I recommend it. It's very it's very chill and fun to put on the background. And it's interesting to see how they incorporate concepts like the Velvet Room into like, because that's some weird stuff. Is that on who? No. Crunchyroll? It's illegal site. You're not doing anything illegal. No, are you? I'm I'm about to out mm-hmm. Sean for being a huge nerd because he watched it on I don't know a Crunchyroll or an illegal site and he was like, Oh, this is so good. Chelsea's playing the game, so he bought the DVDs for us, the oh. Blu-rays. So it was nice. That's I'm, nice. I'm enjoying it. Have you ever noticed crossover with the Velvet Room and the Black Lodge? Dude, oh, hundred percent. Feels like it. That is very interesting, yes. Well, I, I mean, what came first? The, Twin Peaks came first, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> have you seen, of course, it because it was the fucking, it was 1990, the year of my birth. Uh, have you seen those coffee commercials, the Japanese coffee commercials? With Kyle McLaughlin? With Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Yes. So there was, like, so good. Twin Peaks was pretty big in Japan. I would not be surprised if the Velvet Room were 
influenced in some yeah. way by I was the wondering about space that. of the Black Lodge. Oh my God. Okay. Very quick t- related. Yes. So I was trying to write the story about this um, Twin Peaks like shit posting group about like game jokes based off Twin Peaks. And like there's this resurgence right now of like Earthbound like related Twin Peaks jokes and it's so it is such a good group like everyone just posts these hilarious like game related Twin Peaks jokes yeah I haven't seen any Velvet Room or really any Persona ones yet it's a waste I'll mm-hmm. look through of an opportunity yeah there's so oh my god there's so many funny ones there's so many Evangelion ones oh I mean god. Igor looks because Igor not a spoiler yeah. isn't in every game actually so he looks like a freaking resident of the Black Lodge mm. Mm. he looks yeah he looks like um he should do a man from another place time. Yeah, mm. I was thinking that. Yeah, man from another place. Shit, <laughs> we've cracked it. I'm, I'm sure there's like reams of discourse about this on the internet already, and we're rediscovering the wheel here. But you know what? It's relevant. Anyway, I'm let's, sorry. No, you should not be sorry. Uh, let's transition to some news because there was a huge news story this week. Uh, thanks at Nintendo for <laughs> dropping that yesterday. What is the weirdest thing that you could think of that Nintendo could possibly announce on a Wednesday? I was going to make a real bad afternoon. joke. Hmm. An M-rated game, inches. Just kidding. That's really dumb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. I said that. Uh, I prefaced it with it was a bad joke. Uh, they announced on a Wednesday at 5 p.m. the Nintendo Labo, which is a DIY peripheral kit line where mm-hmm. it comes with cardboard sheets and like templates and you assemble these different like you know custom uh, controllers essentially they connect the Joy-Con connect into them and you can then play with associated software with like these actual physical peripherals that look like the thing you're using in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a robot suit which is like freaking huge and legit. There's a working piano. There's like an RC car that actually moves and it's really cool. So like they use the IR camera and the Joy-Con and the actual Switch tablet to you know make them interactive and I a lot of people are comparing it to Legos. I never had Legos growing up because I was deprived. But I think as a child, I would have been freaking over the moon. My brain exploded. And it still explodes every time I try to think about how the fuck this works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this is this is super cool. What basically everyone's consensus is, yeah. is that this is really smart because Nintendo has released a lot of like kind of dumb single use peripherals in the past, like the Wii wheel for Mario Kart Mm -hmm. and the um, gun, the Lynx crossbow training. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, those cost a bunch because you have to make the plastic Mm -hmm. and ship them out. So now it's just like cardboard. It's literally cardboard. So the Mm -hmm. profit margins are way, way, way higher, which is pretty smart. I mean, go on. It's there's software in the bundles too. So there's there's still something that they had yeah. to develop. You're not just getting cardboard and that's it. But yeah, because you get this piano app set if you <laughs> yeah, buy the literally just <laughs> J- Nintendo just ships me a bunch of garbage. I, I got garbage well, in the Well a mail. lot of people were upset about like the seventy dollar price point mm-hmm. for cardboard. Yeah. Essentially. You do get a couple of games in each pack, but yeah, I can understand that. I mean, it to me it reminds me of erector sets or those things. And mm-hmm. actually like when after we reported this then like charlie and ben who both have small kids on our team like they were both like oh we've been using these i think they were called kiwi box yeah and they're like similar things you can order things to like construct mm-hmm. and build like little wooden toys with your kids and i was like oh so yo i know that sounds great the makerspace is so cool the makerspace is so cool so and i think i mean i think what we'll see with this i don't doubt is that 
these kits will ship and people will enjoy them and then people will start coming up with their own ways to do this. And we're going to see 3D printed stuff. We're going to see people making their own cardboard things. So, I mean, like you said, the software is still a barrier that they are charging for, but um, I definitely if, think we'll see people kind of adapting this. Oh, and also, if they, as soon as they open up the kits to third-party developers, which they haven't said, yes, we will, or maybe did Reggie say we're, like, interested in it? They're interested, yeah. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. like, that's when it's going to get crazy. Like, imagine a game jam where you're making stuff for this, or just imagine, like, Maker Faire is ex-Nintendo. Like, this is very cool. Uh, I just have a quick question. Do you guys think you will play this? Uh, I probably will because we'll probably get them sent to the office. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can't decide if this is a thing I'd actually like be. Well, here's the the problem is that child Simone is like 100% down and then adult Simone is thinking about where she's going to keep cardboard things in her house. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, the... We were talking about this on my other podcast, Rocket, last night. Like, the fact that they showed predominantly kids in that trailer is something that they haven't necessarily done with other Switch trailers. Like, it's it's been a mix. It's been a lot of focus on young adults because we fucking love games. And then um, mixed in with, like, kids also enjoying it, like, with their families. And then this was all just, like, kids, here's some fucking toys. Look at how cool this is. Um, So... I'm for the first time, I think I'm not the target audience for this necessarily. And that's a different move uh, compared to the other special things that Nintendo has done this year, like the NES Classic, the SNES Classic. Those are geared towards people who are our age or older than our age even. Um, I I mean, I think it's – but also when you have like maybe – I'm not sure if the – Nintendo hasn't commented if the – 2DS or 3DS have winding down, but, like, the 2DS especially is a console meant for kids. Like, they've mm-hmm. said that in their marketing before. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is this is even for, like, getting kids even not able to conceptualize how controllers work to play with games and make them understand. Like, because... That's a really good point. There's, like, an age where you're like, oh, I can relate to the, the buttons I'm hitting make the thing on the screen happen, but before that, you can use these. Mm. That's a... That's so fucking smart. Has anyone told you you're really smart? That's so nice. You're really smart. <laughs> I think, and I don't even like when I think about how these things work. Like the the working fishing rod. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck? No, the, do you get cardboard to work like that? Or the backpack? The backpack that is pa- like so. Powers yeah. punching robot gloves that was paired up to a game where you were like punching as a robot, and it had a visor too. I just like I do not understand how this works. I asked Nintendo. And they said, we're not ready to comment at this time. God. Like, tell me how We're going to take works. that shit apart. Yeah. Yeah. So we had controllers that attached to the backpack on strings. The strings are on some kind of mechanism in the backpack. In the trailer, it, it takes off the, the lid of the backpack. And you can kind of see things moving in there. And there's a Joy-Con stuck in the backpack. Yeah. And somehow, that makes cool when I punch a robot punches. I know the controllers have an IR sensor, or the right one does. The right Joy-Con mm-hmm. has an IR sensor, so it could be seeing these rubber bands or strings. But, like, I could not explain how that works. That's freaking cool. God, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some emails. Late food discoveries. Hi there. Love the show. It is ab- my absolute favorite podcast right now. Thank you, Ron. The absence of Marie Callender's frozen pot pies from Ashley's life is something I completely relate to. Growing up in a Chinese household, I ate exactly three types of food. School lunch, fast food, and Chinese food. Nothing else was consumed. 
This led to not eating many quote-unquote normal foods like spaghetti, PB&Js, and literally any ethnic food other than Chinese until college. What are some other late discoveries that you've had in life? The answer does not have to be food-related. Ron Chan. You know we're just going to talk about food, though, right? Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, can I talk about my sweet daughter? Yes. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I keep calling her that. Um, So I got a comforter for the first time in my life. Oh my God, you absolute baby. Yeah, I never I, ever how had did a comforter. You live in the cold. I just had these two now very ratty blankets. I've had them my entire life. So they're 24 year old blankets. Um, and yeah, I just always slept under those blankets. And I'm again, I am 24 now. Those blankets are as old as I am. It was time to upgrade. They were very linty, especially. Oh my God. Yeah. So I got some like Amazon gift card it's money. It's making me itchy, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Let's start talking about hair again. Oh, God, no. Leaving. Um, I got some holiday money. So I was like, I'm going to do some adult purchases. So I bought two new pillows. I bought some sheets that are very soft. And I bought my first comforter ever. And I love it so much. I call her my sweet, beautiful daughter. Wow. She is beauty. She is grace. I love her a lot. So that is my name. Um, just your sweet, no, beautiful no tweet some names at me you guys I don't know what to name name her. Allegra's comforter yes yeah and then we'll give all the names it's to red that's important to, to say get, to do the animal it's reversible she's reversible she's <gasps> red and gray whoa mm-hmm. mm. things are heating up in Allegra <laughs> Frank's household yeah because uh, it's, yeah. it's a comforter it's a warm blanket that you sleep under yep Ashley have you made any late discoveries um I did actually it, it's uh pecan pie oh <gasps> I've yeah. still never had so pie. Yo, yeah, because like so I, I know that nuts that's in it. Also, like very present at Thanksgiving and everything. And um, I don't know. I just don't think that like my family ever really had that. Like we would have, like sometimes with Thanksgiving, like Korean food and the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. food. Um, and it would always be at my insistence that we have Thanksgiving sides, like mashed potatoes and all that stuff. But, um, you know, like most of the time, if we would get dessert or a pie, like it was just pumpkin pie. And most of the time we were too full to eat anything anyways, like after that. That's relatable. And also I don't like walnuts very much. So I Mm. assume that based on what (laughs) a pecan looks like and what a pecan pie looks like, I'm just like, oh, that's my worst nightmare. A walnut pie. I don't even fucking want all of those Oh, no. Mm. And then one time my friend brought some in um, to work and she was like, it's really good. Like, you should try it. Like, I promise if you don't like it, it's fine. But like, I think, I don't know, she either bought it or she made it. And I tried it and I was like, this this isn't a nut pie. This is just like sugar. It's just oh, yeah. sugar. Is that what it tastes like? Just sugar? Yeah, it's just like sweet stuff. It, you don't wrong. really. And it's, there was it's nothing like a, wrong with the texture. It's yeah, just, it's the nuts are only on nuts. top. Only on top. on top. But, but it's, it's all like a, a sugar filling. Nuts yeah. Are, and they kind of, they almost like break apart very like, yeah. easily. So it's not really even a nut texture in your mouth. I know. I know. I'm going to texture you, in your mouth. Whatever. I'm going <laughs> to bring you a Texan thing that's like a, a pecan praline, which is basically a pecan pie filling without pie crust. And it's what? the same sugar. Oh my god! Yeah, it's what? The same sugar. <laughs> and then pecans and for me. It. Yeah, I'll, next time I go to Texas, I'll bring you one. <laughs> I don't really like pie, but pecan pie is the only pie. It's I like. pretty this good. I've had a, I had a chocolate pecan pie last year. Yeah, I've had I those. Like, I understand why you would go there when you could just be eating the pumpkin pie. Yeah, I love pumpkin pie. Though. Pumpkin pie is objectively the best. Uh, for me, unfortunate, and this is like the greatest sin in the entire world. It was guacamole. Oh, because oh. it was green, and I thought. But when did you first eat it? 
I don't want to say because it's probably embarrassing. When <laughs> like this morning, did you I eat was it? definitely uh, in college when I first ate it. I think that's okay. That's okay. It was green. That's okay. Yeah, that's Nobody fine. ever buys avocados. It's kind of a weird color, except it's, that they are the best um, food. Mm-hmm. They're very Actually. good. I I understand. Like you're you. you you green. grew up far up on the coast. Avocados have to it's travel true. a long time to get there. <laughs> av- You're up in the middle of the forest. Avocados are freaking temperamental. You can't get ones that are not hard as rocks in New York. That's okay, true. So, like, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Also, the salsa was there. What about you, Chelsea? Do you have one? So, it's not so much like a dis- discovery as suddenly my palate changed like three years ago. It was like I hated ginger, the flavor. Like, I didn't like Girl. it. But now... Or like ginger ale is fine, but now I'm like ginger beer. Yes, I want that. Ginger, like pickled ginger after sushi, want that. Ginger candy, so good. I don't know why like I went from disliking this thing to really being like, oh, this is like one of my favorite Oh, that happened flavors. to me with uh, Brussels sprouts pretty late in my life. I love Fucking Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. I didn't, I, like, I, yes. I Maybe didn't it's like them. you growing up, but all of a sudden, like I had them one time. I was like, "Ugh, these!" I guess I'll try one, and I was like, mm. "Wow, they are the best vegetable. They are so good. Uh, they're very so good." But there I don't think no people appreciate them until later in life. It's like yeah. you turn twenty four, and then you're like, well, "I want Brussels sprouts." But it's yeah. like it's a huge stereotype that they're bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I never had them growing up, but I knew, "Oh, Brussels sprouts are gross." Yeah. Whereas, like, I, I liked broccoli and stuff like that. I feel like if we didn't have this cultural stereotype against Brussels sprouts and their disgustingness. They would be extremely popular because they're actually. I mean, amazing. to be fair, the raw Brussels sprouts smell awful, Do just they? like a bag of farts. Mm, really, they it's are not little... good. Yeah, but don't eat them raw. Well, I know, but yeah. like if you like buy them from the store true. with the intention to roast them, like you're like, yes, you're gonna be delicious. But oh my yeah. god, get <laughs> in the oven. <laughs> this next question is from Nathan. Make an anime. Hi, uh, love the show. The time zones mean I never catch it live, but I wanted to send a question. You were in charge of making the next top high school sports anime. It has all the trappings. Approaching interschool championship, rivals, and camaraderie, romance, and basic aspects of the sport shown as super special moves. (laughs) But you haven't decided on what sport yet. What sport do you choose? I'd pick fencing. Love the show. Here's to many more episodes. Nathan. Oh. Let's make... A sports anime. Chelsea, you look very excited about this. I feel like you have an idea. Roller derby. Oh, hell yes. That's really good. Awfully thrilled. Because put the mic away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I screamed. Because like roller skates, lots of, I mean, especially if you do the bank track kind where it's like you could do ridiculous Holy stunts shit. and moves. Mm-hmm. Yes. They would be going a million miles an hour. You'd have a, a thousand techniques oh. of like she skates with her legs like go doing the splits the whole time, and it makes her have superpowers. Yes, and there it would does be like a so much spin. rivalry. Oh my god! A spin, wait, wait, a spin with a full split. Shh. <laughs> no. roller skates. What is fuck? One is one is splitting. One, one is, is splitting. doing a spin. spin. I she, thought you meant. <laughs> No, these are different moves. <laughs> these are different powers, okay? I thought it was the same she's, like, <laughs> she's like a fidget spinner, but in roller skin no human form. She's just, she's too <laughs> There's a bad girl who puts knives on her rollerblades. Oh my god! She has knives pop out. Oh yes, come out of the wheels. Yeah, toes. Oh, so good. Yeah, she rips the other girl's laces Mm. because there shouldn't be any sort of like leg harm in this Um, show. Except somebody, if it's Yoapeta esque, somebody will have horrible sports injuries. Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
Well, you can also get really messed up in roller derby, so it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we definitely need we need we need some to like tear a tendon or something. Um, <laughs> why well, saying... note that uh, I think a positive to this is they'd have great outfits. <laughs> <laughs> they would have very good it would be really cool they would make them at home and that's also how they bond <laughs> uh, yes there would be a whole episode where they have to go shopping and they're designing each other's outfits also, and they're like because they're they're not a wealthy team there's a rich school yes who has oh, yeah. really nice outfits and they're and, all mean and really nice skates yeah. and hot yes. hot and mean hot and mean and also because, like, <laughs> no, please go no. on. I'm listening. Yes, I'm listening very hard for once. <laughs> all the na- all the names in roller derby are super good. They always yes. are like, you know, like they would all be puns. They'd always oh, puns. Lord. Japanese people love puns, anyways. Freaking True. great. But then they would be translated badly for the dub. Yes, this is very good. Mm. This is a brilliant idea. Buy our show, someone. Yeah, someone. <laughs> it's a free pitch. TM for you. This question is from Mort. Hi, everyone. My favorite games are ones with good character creators and games that let you give your characters more fleshed out personalities. Have you ever gotten really, really attached to a character you created in a game, either video or tabletop? Personally, I'm totally in love with my Inquisitor from Dragon Age Inquisition. Thanks so much for the amazing and fun podcast. I love listening every week. Mort. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Characters you've gotten really attached to in a video game that you created. Hmm. Oh, I keep mentioning her. I'm going to say it for like the fifth time. Tagliatelli in Diablo 3. She's my necromancer. Remind me what was special about her besides the fact that she commanded the armies of the dead. I mean, she makes bones come out of the ground. And her name is Tagliatelli. And her hair is kind of like this silver blue. She's dope. She's beautiful. Are you still playing that? Because you were like super hooked on that for a while. Yeah, I totally forgot about that game. (laughs) Uh, I think what happened was I didn't play it for a while that I moved it to my external storage. And then I like forgot it existed. And then it might as well have been dead to you because it's on your external storage. Dead to me? Oh, yes. Because it's a necromancer. Uh, I actually heard that they're coming out with a new event or something, like an anniversary event, I think in February, I thought. Hmm. Because I remember like, oh, shit, this is a good excuse to get back into Diablo 3. They can release more cute outfits for your necromancer. I don't know if you can even give her any outfits. They all have outfits in Diablo 3? I don't what? think so. It's like, no. no. You should no. be able to have outfits. I'm, I'm offended. More games it's should... more about loot. You get so much loot. Loot, yeah. Do you wear your loot? No. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I think I got, I got, oh yeah, I got very attached to Shepard from Mass Effect, which is, I, I feel like a lot, anyone who played Mass Effect has the like very attached to Shepard story, but I was super, super attached to her and of course cried at the beginning of Mass Effect 2, when you see the Normandy again, I was like, it's my ship. Like, I just, I really, really loved those first two games. And I know people say that going back to Mass Effect 1 after having played 2 is kind of a downer just because it's so, it's not quite as mechanically smooth as the second one. Um, I haven't gone back to it. It's still a perfect game in my memory. And it was one of the very first shooters where I was like, aside from Bioshock, which I had played a long time ago and I am obviously very attached to, um, it was one of the first ones that I played like 
in college when I was getting back into gaming and I was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, even though this is, this particular game is difficult for me, I'm going to make it work. And, you know, I, you know, powered through that and got addicted to scanning planets for minerals, which kind of summarizes all of my gaming experience for the rest of my life is, oh, this game is about this thing. I'm going to look for minerals instead. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to me picking every mushroom in Zelda. God. (laughs) Yeah, I I was super, and I still haven't finished Mass Effect 3, which is a real thing, a real problem in my life. And the the beginning of 3 was kind of, it was very hard for me to get back into it because the animations, like... There was a lot of discussion at the time about the lighting and how it did characters with dark skin a huge disservice. And my shepherd had dark skin and she looked awful. She looked gray in the opening of Mass Effect 3. And I I had put it on the absolute darkest tone I could find because it was the only one that looked close at all to how she looked in 1 and 2. And I was like, this isn't quite the same like it's hard for me to get into this uh yeah so she kind of died for me in between the those two games but uh i'm still very very fond of her although i don't remember her name (laughs) which is a normal experience as anyone who has met me can attest to (laughs) (laughs) what about you allegra um this is probably very obvious but i really love all of my animal crossing villagers especially the ones in my main GameCube town because you mm-hmm. you know you could have multiple towns over various memory cards so on my main town I had like my sister and I made like our own avatar and then we filled the other houses with our three best friends yeah uh and one of my best friends my friend Snick who's definitely not watching but hi Snick uh, um <laughs> We gave uh, them like a really rad life and I tried <laughs> I tried to pair them up with this one like very surly villager and it was our endeavor like I spent hundreds of hours playing Animal Crossing on GameCube and we were like we're gonna get this guy to be Snick's best friend and we would just send them like letters every day yeah. and eh, like this guy he just doesn't really want to be friends with anyone his name's Octavian he's a very grumpy octopus and then after like a year of playing this game and trying so hard to get like my friend Snick and Octavian to be besties, mm-hmm. we got a letter from Octavian saying he moved to one of my other towns. No. But he only sent Snick that letter and he said, hey, like, thanks for being such a good friend. Aww. I really appreciate your friendship. Come visit me at this other town sometime. <laughs> and we're like, we did it. We finally did it. And so that was like such a big like monumental moment like a huge achievement for us i don't know that we ever visited octavian because we felt spurned but still it was really wow he 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 extended the olive leaf to you Mm -hmm. you ghosted him (laughs) incredibly rude chelsea what about you uh i think i've talked on here about my city of heroes love oh shit yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Yes, dude. Making yes. superheroes was the most fun, right? Uh, and so I, I went really ham. But my favorite, my favorite, I had two. But my favorite was my or my first one, named Barbecue, as in she was a fire controller, uh, which I was just like really into having like a full flame motif kind of stuff. And I also made a really really. St- tall buff woman named Reptilian who had spikes that would come out of her Whoa. body. Yes. I awesome. loved that game so much. So much. My favorite thing about it is that not only it gave you this whole other superhero pantheon of characters, but then it also let you create your own. So like I had so many headcanons about my <laughs> heroes in that game and like what they were doing in the world. 
And the world building was so good. The world building was extremely good. And I think it was one of the first, like, because this game came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. It had one of the, like, best character creators for that time. It was extremely mm-hmm. robust. Like, you could do so much with it. Yeah. All the costume options were really cool. The shading options and patterns were so yes. cool. You could, like, really adjust, like, facial features and just, like, skin tones and every like mm-hmm. everything to wild, just, like, superhero level proportions. So My favorite thing about it, honestly, was that you had to take the subway to move between locations. Yes. Something about that was just so very, maybe it was because I come from a very small town. I was like, yeah, this is a big city. I'm taking this. I know, because you could still fly around the zone, but when you had to leave the zone, you're like, well, now I'm getting on the train. I'm a superhero. (laughs) God. All right. So that's going to be our email segment for the day. Let's take a minute to talk about Mattress Firm. Allegra. Hello. How's your sleep? It's it's getting better. It's not great, though. Really? It's getting a little better, but it's not great. You need some help getting some shut eye? I really do, you know? I can help you out. I don't I don't like that voice I'm that sorry. you're doing. That's not going to help. I'm sorry. Okay, let, let me tell you something cool. Okay. Mattress Firm, America's neighborhood mattress store, lets your budget stretch further while you are stretching on a mattress that you just bought. Mm. If you're looking for ways to improve your sleep, they are the mattress experts. That you can go to. They have the whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed from adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. How's your bedroom decor looking, Allegra? I really want to like actually get into bedroom decor. That's one of my resolutions this year. So this is actually very good news. You're speaking, I mean, my language personally. Yes, I know. I actually look to you for advice just internally, but this is the first time we've talked about it. Well, where I'm going to point you is mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see the deals that are happening right now as I am reading the sentence to you. You can go there and find the deals. And by the time I'm done with this show, you could have a whole new bedroom that is beautiful and cozy. Oh, that sounds great. And they even offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so that you know you you paid the perfect price. You actually get to test things out before mm. you commit to them. I need that, man, because I am very anxious. <laughs> Are you afraid of commitment? I'm very afraid of commitment. So 120 nights sounds pretty great. Yeah. Again, so you can go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast and learn how your sleeping could be monumentally improved and your bedroom could be beautified. That is M-A-T-T-R-E-S-S-F-I-R-M.com slash podcast and monumentally improve your sleep. Mm. All right, Allegra Frank. I'm glad that we had this talk. I'm already like dozing off just thinking about this girl. I'm running mattressfirm.com right. slash podcast. Well, run back to the show first. Come on, let's go. Hello, Twitter. We're back here for some lightning round questions on the Polygon show. If you could have any video game character be your own personal interior designer, who would it be? Ooh. This is from Bessina Few. Or Beck in a Few. Beck in a Few because her name is Becca. That's how it's pronounced. Oh, that's cute. That's really cute. cute. Ooh, I have one. Yes. I want the king of all cosmos to do it. Oh, from Katamari? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love Wouldn't it just be a fucking mess? I don't care. I love his mess. He has a beautiful mess. It's so romantic. Yeah. You're a beautiful mess, your majesty. Allegra Frank said to the king of all cosmos. <laughs> Ashley, what about you? I don't know. See, I can't answer this either because I'm very attached to my own aesthetic. Mm. Huh. Like, 
plenty of characters yeah. from Animal Crossing, I'm sure, would love to decorate my home, but I don't trust them. <laughs> Their styles are not complex enough for what I'm trying to do in my own living space. So, Are you sure? Have you even... I mean, maybe there's one, like, special custom Animal Crossing character just for you. Like, Would she be, like, a, a French country interior designer who yes, lives in a... She would be a Borzoi. Oh. Yeah. Well, now now you've thought about it. Holy shit. Okay. Bring me the Borzoi <laughs> in Animal Crossing. The French Borzoi. It's a French character, but a Russian dog. That's the essence of me. Mm. Um, <laughs> should I just call myself a dog? <laughs> no. Uh, Chelsea, what about I'm, you? No. I have no answer for this. I can't think of... I see. I love interior design. How am I... How am I... But flummox. I, I like, so like a flummox. super clean. Okay, no, I just want I want uh 2B to do it. Mm. Like a super clean robot yeah. design. Not 9S. Mm. 9S would be so into decorating your house. It would be. It's too if he were in love it. with you. Yeah. Aww. I can't met, let a man with shorts like that into my home. <gasps> His shorts wow. are great. Wow. Judgment is uncalled for. <laughs> That is rude. Dang. What if I had like Nathan Drake decorate my house and he just put all his treasures in it? <laughs> Nathan true. Drake would have some wall scrolls though. Like fuck. his anime wall scrolls. Oh. <laughs> I had to throw out my anime wall scroll when oh. I moved here. I need and to, that is a blessing. I need oh. to know what video game characters, like I want a list of which ones own anime wall scrolls. Specifically. That, that uh, Travis Touchdown. I'm, oh. I'm going to tweet that to us for next Ryuji week. Ryuji yeah, from Persona 5 definitely yes, has anime definitely. Stop Oticon. giving away our good content. Thanks. All right, next question. This is from Julia. God damn it! No, Julia, why would you do my I dirty? Love Julia. I love Julia. you. The, the question from Julia is, what is Allegra's favorite brand of overalls? Allegra, ah! so, yeah, do you like some Levi's? Do you like some Hanes? Do you like some Oshkosh Bagosh? Oshkosh Bagosh. Oh my God. I own an overall dress. I put my legs in it and there's nothing there. Overalls. There's nothing there. It's not overalls. My legs are not encapsulated within the denim. But it's got straps that go over your shoulders, so it's overalls. It's a one it's over singular overall because dress. Because it's overall your body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Chelsea so, raises a compelling argument, yeah, which is, is that the dress does... It, it is it, it overalls your body so Chelsea is getting on me and I texted her on Saturday because I went clothes shopping because I needed jeans and I ended up buying a ton of other stuff I didn't need and I walk into H&M and I see all these mannequins wearing overalls and I literally was like oh that's cute oh I like those no. and then I was like wait no you can't you can't do this to me I don't wear overalls I will never wear overalls I do not wear overalls little backstory on this the singular promo photo that we have for this show was taken on a day when Allegra wore this overall dress, this these overalls, as it were, these overalls. Uh, and there's so much fan art, uh, much like with my sweater, my white sweater, so much fan art of Allegra is drawn with these overalls. Not that we're not appreciative of all the fan art, because mm -hmm. we are. So. And it is your uniform now. It's your Allegra costume. I mean, this is freaking Mario brother. It. I'm excited. No, for, I'm excited for your cost, your cartoon because that's gonna be what you wear every day. In <laughs> oh yeah, you're like cute. Doug Funny or Daria. Also, it's Inception. Like you're being Inception to become an overall lover, and there's nothing wrong with that because you're gonna bring it back. Hmm. Next question. My fashion icon. Uh, this is from Gal Palkami, which is another great username. Mm -hmm. It's very cold out. What are some games you guys like to live vicarious th vicariously through and pretend it's warm enough to do things? Zelda! <laughs> 
Sorry, did I touch your boob just yes. then? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you got so excited. I so understand. excited. That's not an excuse. Uh, um, I feel like the game world I've always wanted to live in is like freaking Persona because I'm basic. Uh, I can't ever think of any other games. But sometimes it's always... it rains in Persona. What do you do about that? What I do you say to that, it. Allegra? I like the rain. It doesn't really snow. What about the, all those good super, uh, like Mario Kart tracks that are on beaches? Oh, yeah. I love Peach Beach. Mm. I want to live in Lego racing. There's a good beach level in Lego racing, and it has a waterfall and a great uh, secret passage. I appreciate that. I also really like the levels in Little Big Planet, the first one. (gasps) Oh, my God. No, I would live in Little Big Planet Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. I would go to the, the, like, Savannah episode episode level. Mm -hmm. Although that's all on fire. That becomes on fire. That's not so good. I want to go to the cake levels in Little Big Planet 2 where you have the cupcake gun and it's literally the best weapon that has ever existed in a ah. video game and also the best environment because it's beautiful and there are cupcakes and I will shoot them at myself and I will eat them with my mouth. <laughs> Ashley. There's a cupcake level? There's a cup. You've this not played Little Big X. Planet 3. Oh, I, no. two, two, not, not three, two. I need to get a PS3, not for Metal Gear, but for little bit okay. too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. Ashley, what is a uh, nice warm environment that you would like to cry about the uh, roller derby blade shoes uh, splits in? I like the music and the aesthetic in Seaside Kingdom and Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. It just has the most relaxing kind of like beachy elevator music. Mm. Like beachy elevator. I do music. like that. Yeah, Chelsea. Wait, didn't I answer? Oh, did you answer? What did you say? I said Mario Kart. Level. Did. You did so say that, and I will take my next uh, question now. Which video game ship would you like to see fight each other in a tag team style wrestling match? This is from a Thunderheart. Uh, I'm pretty sure this does mean like a pairing. Yeah. Yes. Um. Oh God. <sighs> Based on the Mass Effect conversation earlier, Garrus and my Shepard, uh, which is a powerful ship. They they would definitely kick ass because I was very uh, Garrus is a sniper first of all he's back there taking care of business oh no it's a wrestling wait, match fuck this, wait so are are, are, are these two fighting each yeah, other it's a two tag ships. team but tag team wrestling. like who is so their one partner? at a yeah who's their partner Garrus and Shepard are a team okay. he's very spiky and his waist fighting. is fragile they're fighting another pair? they're fighting another pairing they're who fighting what pair are they hog and Junkrat <gasps> oh. oh Roadhog Junkrat? would rake. Garrus in half. I think Roadhog would just would be a good person to him have. up and snap him in two with his tiny little waist. Turians are very fragile in the waist area. That's so sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm Ashley, sad for their waists. Yeah. Ashley, uh, if you had Junkrat and May fighting together, who would you put them against? Uh, Mario and Peach. Because I want to kill them. Uh, yeah, I just honestly, I just want to see them explode. <laughs> what about you what about Bowser and Peach? <gasps> I was thinking Bowser and Peach too. Yeah, it's the real OTP. I feel like what would end up happening is if that happened, then Bowser and Junkrat would, in the middle of the match would just suddenly become friends and be like, "Do you want to just leave? Like, let's go hang out." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah," because Junkrat likes to have friends who like kind of tower over him, and I assume that Bowser and let <laughs> with deep laughs is Bowser. Real turtle sized or is he man sized? He's big. He's, He's big. big. He's not turtle sized. He's huge. He's really big. He's bigger than Mario. But if Mario were like Mario's not that small. A little elf. 
Yeah, <laughs> well, we elf. know that if Mario were a. Li- <laughs> but we know we now know canon that Mario is half the size of height of a normal man because of Odyssey. Thank you, and Bowser. But Bowser tow- still towers. Yeah. Would, yes, he would still not still be, be regular turtle sized <laughs> if Mario is half elf? the size of an average man. A little elf, like a Dobby. I think Mario. I really like imagining like Lulipushian Mario <laughs> and regular turtle-sized Bowser. That's kind of, like what if you saw that in nature? I mean, in that's nature. how that's how they appear on my TV. So I assume that's. Oh yeah, I guess it's not that exciting. Okay. Uh, wow. What are we doing? Uh, Allegra, do you have pairings? Uh, well, I'm I have Metal Gear on the brain, so I'm gonna say Raiden and Rose. Uh, and Ryan's name is Jack, so Titanic, <gasps> Jack and Rose. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. I hate it too. Don't worry. Uh, it's Jack and Rose, and I would pit them against my first thought was Papyrus, and who's he really into in Undertale? Was it just the main character? You could like make Papyrus date you. Yeah, I think it was. So, Papyrus and the main character from okay. Undertale. Okay. Okay, good. Because Papyrus is really funny. All right, next question. This is from Robinson Brain. What bad or mediocre game would transform into something wonderful with a Nintendo Labo peripheral? Oh, God. Well, let's brainstorm some bad games, first Mm. of all. Ukulele, mediocre game. What What could we do? With a cardboard ukulele? No. That is just (sighs) nonsensical enough that I kind of love it. (laughs) Okay, I have one. Yeah. Uh, so there was this game that I was super stoked for as a kid called Magic Pengle. And the whole, I'm sorry, that's what it's called. What's a Pengle? What is uh, a Pengle? Okay, so, or Pendulum, I don't know, but. Um, a Pendulum. Maybe? <laughs> a Pendulum? It's actually no. pronounced Pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> it was for PlayStation 2, and the whole premise was that you could create your own, like, Pokemon type monsters and like pit them in yeah. battles together, um, which is cool. Except the monster, it was so hard to design them with like the dual uh, the controllers, like the joysticks. So it would be really rad if you could make like a little easel or like a sketchbook or something, so you could actually just draw out the monster and then it would show up in the game. That would, any any drawing game, yeah, that mm. would be super super cool. I think going back to Little Big Planet too, uh, because there's a lot of weird random guns in that game that aren't guns they're just guns in name only like that shoot cupcakes or the uh the uh, like the paintball the zip, gun zip line thing yeah the the paintball gun oh my god i love that one yeah i think that'd be a fun one because they, they kind of have a although that's not a bad or mediocre yeah, game wow <laughs> rewind i hate that i implied that at all because those games are perfect but now you're making it better no they can never be better <laughs> they're already perfect okay okay ashley bad or mediocre games i can't uh, What's Bubsy? It? Fucking Bubsy. What would Bubsy have? <laughs> we should make it like a therapist <laughs> notepad so we can. Stop! Aww. Leave him alone. What does he do? He jumps. I'm just going to give him he some jump. like kitty paws. <gasps> oh my God. Yes, you could have kitty paws in real life. And then even Bubsy slaps bees. Or you could make slaps. <laughs> I, it's true. I guess, well, he like jumps on bees, but I guess you could slap them. Yeah. I, I would just make keep it better. Going to Ashley and my canonical Bubsy, and my other thought was prescription. Pills. I was going to say a, like a cardboard <laughs> bottle of vodka. Yeah. Oh my god! You know how there's those uh, packing materials that you can eat? What? Yes, packing peanuts. Packing peanuts. Well, yeah. you can't eat those, but yes, you can't yes, eat you can. those. You should not eat. No, those. you should not eat them, but you can. They're what? styrofoam. No, I'm, so you can eat no. anything, but you shouldn't. Not the sty- not the green styrofoam ones. The white ones uh, that look like. Uh, large grains of rice. 
They dissolve in your mouth. Still don't think food. Oh, wait. Oh, are you thinking of like the skinny string stuff they have at like sushi restaurants? They serve with sashimi that has really, a similar texture, really but it's scared. Not, but not packing peanut. I'm talking about something that also seems kind of. Wait, are you talking about a real food? I I'm definitely talking about packing. It's materials. like garnish. Okay, nope. No, you're talking I was about, like, talking about like a like a garnish. Are you talking about something you actually should eat because she's not? I'm talking about packing peanuts I, that come I, out of boxes. I don't think you wait. How many have you eaten? So uh, sit back and see how this resolves. Where did this Where did this come from? Oh yeah, those could stand in for Bubsy's prescription painkillers. Uh, and and you would attach a Joy-Con to them and eat that no. too. Swallow it and the 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 sensor the will go into your esophagus when you've eaten them. Yeah, and then it'll once it's see fully digested, it sends a signal back up. And you're like, "Oh, I'm medicated now." Oh, look, I have <laughs> swallow those pills. Yeah. And then like 2 hours later it says like plus 5 lives. You've digested all of your I think we have to just stop. <laughs> Med, med dis- oh, right. And then Nintendo could sell We're special done. plastic covers for your Joy Cons. Yeah, I can't. When you ultimately. Surgeon Simulator! Yes! <sighs> oh. Oh. This that is would actually work cardboard really well. saw. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Uh, if you want idea. to uh, continue to tweet questions at us, we answer. We do lightning round every week. Tweet hashtag Polygon Show with your lightning round questions. And of course, you can email us, send us some longer, more in-depth questions at polygonshow at polygon.com. We read those as well. And then we have a good time, don't we? <laughs> good <laughs> weird time. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. This has been The Polygon Show. Oh my god, I'm so hot. Between that uh, and hot hand water. Hot hand water. No, it, it wasn't that that I was laughing. I was what? laughing at specifically you saying like, "Get that hot hand out here." <laughs> <laughs>